The biggest hurdle between me and eating healthy, delicious meals for lunch is decision fatigue. Honestly, by the time lunchtime rolls around, I've already made like a thousand decisions from what my toddler should wear to how much I want to argue with her about how you have to brush your teeth in the morning, you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I absolutely agree. And like I have taken to doing meal preps or like buying a bunch of ready to eat meals to like heat up quickly. And I recently tried Factor. And let me tell you, Factor is like 12,000 steps above and beyond any ready to meet eat meal I have ever tried before. That's right. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef curated, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started and get after your goals. I tried the two-minute meals where I could fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. And they also offer pancakes, smoothies, and more. There's a wide variety of easy options throughout the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Plus, there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup required. Factor is also flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution when you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And you don't want to make any more decisions because you're exhausted, like me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 and use code justbreakup50 to get 50% off. That's code justbreakup50 at factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 to get 50% off. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. <laughs> and I'm Sam Plaqua. I almost literally started saying my name is Sierra DeMolder. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we've been struggling with that script this week. <laughs> we really have. Uh, and this, uh, and today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is waiting for their partner to change. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. Sierra just pulled her cord out of her headphones. <laughs> Nobody knows that unless you're watching the video, um, which you can see on YouTube if you subscribe to Just Break Up Podcast. Um, Love it. Uh, yes, we are not professionals. We are not trained in this. Um, we're just here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that, that is love. All right. I'm just going to dive into today's letter. It's from Clumsy Cupid, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing to us from St. George, Utah. Howdy, Sierra and Sam. I stumbled upon your podcast while in the midst of a self-help obsession, and it has been a lifesaver. As a lesbian, it's refreshing to find a show that's inclusive of LGBTQ folks like me and cuts through the BS, but now I need some help. So here's the sitch. I've been seeing this girl, let's call her Carrie, for over a year now. We met in December of 2020, and I had a crush on her ever since then. She got into another relationship after we met, but we remained friends throughout. Fast forward a bit, and she's living four hours away, single again, and we started flirting. Before I knew it, and after many four-hour drives to see each other, she's she moved down to stay with me. 
We fell head over heels for each other, and I thought we were perfect together. The L word was exchanged within a month after, and we couldn't get enough of each other. I know, I know. It's not the most healthy way to start a relationship, but I was like a kid in a candy store. That is a fucking perfect (laughs) metaphor, because like a kid in a candy store is not a good thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, not, like, <laughs> yeah, that kid is uh, not thinking about the stomach ache that that kid is going to get after they eat all yeah, of that candy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, it is good to be in a candy store as a kid. I'm just saying, like, in terms of decision making skills, I mean, Absolutely. I'm sure that is the point Absolutely. of the metaphor. But anyway, <laughs> we technically, you know, your relationship is the is the parent standing in the background, like, oh god, I got to pay for all this. <laughs> like, don't Sierra touch that. And I are the parent yeah. <laughs> behind standing with all of you all eating you the candy it, shop, being like, "What are you doing? You're gonna get a tummy ache. Stop tummy it. Ache. That's Sam's cat. <laughs> You're baby allergic voice. to peanuts. Why are you doing this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, like I'm over there gorging myself on candy too, because like we make mistakes. <laughs> All right. (laughs) Back to the letter. We technically broke up in August of 2022, but it was more like a Ross and Rachel kind of deal. You know, we were on a break, but not really. I don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, are you on a break, but not really? (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, uh, there was some drama with my friends who turned out to be major jerks and she was going through a ton, uh, a tough time with her mental health. And to be honest, so was I. So she was planning on moving back up north to focus on herself. But then suddenly she changed her mind and decided to stay. And not just that, she was back in my bed every night. At first, Mm. I was cool that it was like a casual thing, you know, but then things started to get interesting. She would come home and tell me stories and they wouldn't add up. And then she didn't want me hanging out with her friends, which was totally out of character. I mean, I had gotten really close with them, but I let it slide because, you know, we weren't officially together. Then one day, Carrie turned on her location for me and it showed she was somewhere completely different than where she said she was. Cue the crazy girlfriend, even though I wasn't officially her crazy girlfriend at the time, taking over. After talking the next day and some intense questioning, she finally came clean. She had slept with another girl. It was like a slap in the face and it hurt, obviously. I mean, we weren't together, but she had spent most of that week sleeping next to me in my bed. It made me wonder where we stood, you know? <laughs> I do know. She seemed... I do know. <laughs> She seemed, um, we're not laughing at you. We're laughing with your (laughs) universe of pain. Um, Absolutely. Been there. Um, Definitely been the person in the bed on both sides of that relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Absolutely. Um, She seemed to realize how badly she had messed up, but I still felt like I cared about her more than she did me. So I set some clear boundaries. I told her that if she wanted to sleep with or see other people, she needed to let me know. I wasn't comfortable with that, but I didn't want to be blindsided again. We kept trying Mm. to make things work, but it was tough. Eventually, she got her own place, even though she still spent most nights of uh, nights together at my place. I have to admit, it was nice to have some space, but we still had a ton to work on, and I wasn't sure if we would ever be able to get back to where we were before. Things turned sour, and both of our mental healths were struggling. I had a gut feeling that she was hiding things from me again, and it was driving me crazy. I didn't want to turn into a possessive lunatic, but every time she told me something that didn't add up, I could feel my inner child throwing a temper tantrum, kicking and screaming like a t- who just had their favorite toy taken away. I tried to bottle up my frustrations and not confront her about it, but it was eating me up inside. 
Eventually, she decided that it was time to call it quits for good and cut off all contact. I was devastated, but I tried to respect her decision and give her space. However, it took only a week for her to come crawling back, making excuses Mm. for her lies and telling me how much she missed me. It was like a never ending cycle of drama and heartbreak. Now I'm not proud of what happened next, but one day she got into a fight with her best friend and I couldn't help but notice that her story didn't quite add up. She seemed to be really upset about it. But then when I asked her, For the details, she was vague and dismissive. I couldn't shake the feeling that something was off, especially since her friend had apparently been venting to others in their group. It was just another example of the kind of mind games and deception that had all become too common in our relationship. So I reached out to him, hoping to get to the bottom of the situation. We used to be tight before she started excluding me from her friend group. So he spilled the tea and let me know that they were fighting over a girl she had a thing for. Apparently, she'd also been spreading some wild rumors about me and our relationship. As if it wasn't bad enough, she had been playing the field and lying to her friends about what was really going on between us to top it all off. Naturally, I confronted her about it, and it it was pretty brutal as I called her out on lie after lie. I made it crystal clear either we get back together or make it work or we're done and make this work or we're done. No more sneaking around behind my back with other women. And I fully expected to be included in her social circle going forward. Let's just say it was a real come to Jesus moment for our relationship. She wanted me back in her life. So we gave it another shot. It's been a few months and so far so good. She's been more understanding and considerate than ever, which is nice. Although I did catch her talking to the girl she slept with one time, but I'm pretty sure she hasn't spoken to her since. It's like her ex hookups are haunting us, but at least I made a new friend out of it. I might even be better friends with one of them than she was. However, okay, fucking timeout. What is it? Lesbians and bisexual folks and pansexual women in this community. Like, why do we all become friends with each other's exes? <laughs> this is the most lesbian thing I've ever read. Just that one sentence right there. And to sure. our letter writer, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm calling you out on. <laughs> it is. That is the plot of every single L word episode ever. Um, okay. I'm done now. <laughs> Love it. Love that. Tangent. Okay. Almost done. However, when her best friend was in town last week and she suddenly got all secretive and kept me out of her plans, claiming she didn't want her friend to be the third wheel. Funny how all of our other friends were there too. It's like deja vu back to when she was doing whatever she wanted and expecting me to be waiting for her to come back when, uh, waiting for her when she came back, I'm feeling lost and unsure of what to do. It's like, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop and she's decide and she'll decide she doesn't want me around again or worse do something stupid without considering how it affects me but when things are good she's the only person I want to spend the rest of my life with I'm just so confused how long should I wait for her growth Mm. all right clumsy cupid thank you for writing us this letter for sharing all of the sordid details of this up and down relationship um these sorts of relationship where it's a lot of like give and take and things go wrong. And then we have a come to Jesus moment, um, can be so exciting in so many ways because they, the, the sort of pleasure hormones of like, Oh yes, I'm getting the thing that I wanted. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Can feel so good. And then those feelings of, of betrayal and sadness and loss when they do something bad, it can be, um, can also be intoxicating in their own way. Uh, and it can be really hard to sort of know 
to trust our instinct or trust our intuition when we're in relationships that feel so up and down all the time. So uh, I thank you so much for writing and I really appreciate how challenging this moment is for you. Um, and Sierra and I are going to offer some of our own perspective based on our lived experience, I think maybe <laughs> coming up. <laughs> uh, but first, we're going to take a little break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. (laughs) We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. 
All right, my sweetheart. Thank you so much for writing and trusting us with this letter. Um, yeah, I mean, you must hear it in the letter being read back to you that this, it's not that you're waiting for the shoe to drop. The shoe has dropped and she's making you carry it around, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> love that. Love that metaphor. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I believe that people can get back together after they have been wronged. I believe that relationships can rebuild trust. I do not believe that this is a stable, fertile enough foundation in your relationship for that regrowth to be easy, to be beneficial. Is this, what I want to know is like, is this a safe place for you? Do you feel safe? Do you trust mm. her? Right. Do you, do you, do you want to be with her forever more than you're willing to acknowledge your discomfort in this relationship? Right. Because like, I hear you saying, I want, I, I, I want her to grow. I want to trust her. She's the only person I want to be with. If she stops hurting you. Right. If she's able to prove to be a, a person that she has yet to prove herself to be. Right. Because remember it, who she is isn't who she is on the good days. And then she like falls off the wagon and, you know, becomes this Jekyll and Hyde type of person. She right. is who she is on every single day that she has been with you, been sort of with you, been on a break with you, been without you. Right. That is, that is mm -hmm. the whole picture. And yes, people grow and change. And I don't know the intimacies of your relationship and how hard, I mean, like, how about this? I know how hard both of you are fighting for this relationship. I know how hard you are fighting. I know what that labor feels like. I know what those long, yep. those late night conversations feel like. I know what that Oof. pain, that longing just for it to be good, for all this work to mean something. I know what that feels like. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just not confident from my perspective as an outsider that this is salvageable in the state it is with the patterns and behaviors and, and habits that you've acquired in this relationship. Does that make sense? Like I, ha I'm, mm -hmm. I'm fucking married to my ex, right? We had, we <laughs> that had is true. I know we had 12 years to learn and reflect and become different people. And I'm not saying you need to talk to this person. You don't, you need to like kick them out of your life for 12 years, but in my last relationship before I got with my wife, right? Both of us wanted to be with each other, right? Even though he cheated on me multiple times, even though he lied to me and I took him back and we, and I, and I mistreated him because he lied to me, right? Like I had weird power dynamics. Like there was so much toxicity in our relationship because I was trying to, I was trying to carve trust out of his deceit, right? I was trying to, I was, I was literally clinging. Ooh, put that in your book. <laughs> thank you. I was clinging to our relationship because I needed it to work or else all of that pain was for nothing, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering if you're clinging and I'm just wondering if she's clinging too. Cause guess what? My ex was clinging. He was trying so yeah, hard to make it work. He was trying so hard to not be the person he was. And it's not that he's a bad person. 
It's just, we were not for each other. And he could not give me in my relationship what I needed to feel safe and trusted and trust, sure. trusting, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talk about on the show all the time that like, it's easy to trust a trustworthy person, right? Like literally in my notes, I wrote, it feels so good to trust. It feels so good to be oh, it's delightful. in a trusting. It's wonderful. It feels like a summer fucking breeze. Like literally it's so light. It's so simple. And that's not, I mean, literally, I think you have the word drama in here 8,000 times. That's, that's yeah, absolutely. a no, thousand percent I, incorrect, but for sure. And like, you know, we've talked on this podcast too about like jealousy, right. And how like mm-hmm. people will not trust trustworthy people because of their own insecurities. But I, that doesn't feel like what's happening here because right. this person, Carrie has, has shown herself to be untrustworthy a number of times. Right. And, and not just like untrustworthy once, and then we can sort of like figure out how to do it, but like a pattern, a pattern of being untrustworthy, even when she's telling you that she has changed, she's doing something different. And like, I love the the line that you have in here where it's like, she would be saying things and they weren't adding up. And my inner child would start throwing a temper tantrum. And I'm like, that's not your inner child. That is your intuition <laughs> telling you yeah. that something is not right here. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, this is not you like blowing things out of proportion. Like you are naming places where she's being deceitful, where she's not yes. telling you the whole truth, where her stories aren't adding up, which is again, a pattern of deceit that she has brought to your relationship seemingly the entire time. Right. Yes. And I understand. And like Sierra said, like people can change. Absolutely. I think that's right. But I also am like, do you want to navigate through this change? Right. Like, do you want to be in relationship with a person that you don't trust? Like it, it just, it doesn't feel like a place where good things are going to grow because, because it's so hard to come back from this level of deceit and the fact that there's still stuff that she's not telling you, right? This best friend is coming into town and she's like, you're not going to hang out with him. Like all, and it's like, this isn't, this isn't moving towards honesty, right? This isn't saying honestly, like here's why, or here's how, or here's what's going on. It's like, oh no, I'll be the third wheel, right? It's still this like thing. And, and what it does to you is it makes you feel like you're overreacting all the time. Right. And you're exactly. not, <laughs> right. It makes you feel like you're the crazy girlfriend who can't trust this person. And it's like, no, this person is being untrustworthy and therefore of course it's hard to trust her. Yeah. So what I want for you is to be in a relationship where the effort you're putting into trusting someone is actually going to be rewarded with trustworthiness, right? I want you to be putting the effort into unwriting some of the stories that you might be telling yourself about relationships with somebody who is worthy of the unwriting. But in this moment, it is not this person because she continues to be untrustworthy. She continues to be lying. Like Like I don't like just like flat out lying. Like that's, I, if I caught Peter in this many lies, I would probably still be with him, right? Because, like, we're all broken. <laughs> but like, <laughs> Oh, my God, Samuel. No, you would leave him. This many lies? But I would hope that if I was telling this many lies to Peter, he would break up with me, honestly. Like, oh God, that's how funny. I would feel about it. <laughs> this is so akin to my last relationship because it was, like, it was, like, habitual. You know, there's a pattern to it. And I was like, no, no, there's no pattern, <laughs> you know? Oh, for um, sure. 
I want to say and the too, pattern of like even just like I don't even know if Carrie's aware that she's being this deceitful all the time. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. or if she no, no, is yeah, also I don't even just villainize in this her. Pattern. I don't villainize right. her because I know she. I mean, wants I do this. a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> I know she wants this relationship to work hypothetically on paper. Yep. She wants to. She doesn't want to lose this person's love. She doesn't want to lose the security of it. She hypothetically she wants it to work. Right. Right. She just doesn't know how to put align her life choices. Right. And it seems like the lesson that she learned was that I need to learn how to lie better rather than like, yeah. I need to be more truthful. <laughs> right. Which I think yeah. is exactly also what happened in your last relationship. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, and on that point to our lovely letter writer, I want to say you have agency in this relationship and you have agency in this cycle and it's time to claim it. Whether that be, I need a break before we start this relationship over because I care so much about you that I want to really do it right this time. And I want to let go of all of my mistrust for you and come back to the table fully ready to trust you and accept you as you are right now, radically and wholly. Or that agency can look like, I don't think I can ever rebuild after this repeated, consistent, reliable mistrust that you have done in this relationship. Absolutely. No, this is like a, a time for like radical honesty. This is like I'm choosing to be with someone every single day who is dishonest with me. Yeah. Right? And who continues to be dishonest with me, continues to make me feel as if I am the crazy person in yeah. this relationship. Yeah. And I want to add to that a little bit too about radical honesty. Cause you, you, I think something might be on both ends on Carrie and your ends be getting caught up in the break idea in the break, <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, are, you, are we, are we on a break or not? <laughs> are we da, 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 like, you know, is it, it's not infidelity. If you guys were on a break, it's not lying. If she has her own private life or whatever, this is why you move out of your ex's house because <laughs> you don't, it can't be so complicated. And this is the time to be radically honest. Carrie, we are not in a casual relationship. We're sharing a house together and sleeping in the bed, same bed together. And we're having sex and we're doing everything that our relationship said. You might think it's casual, but I don't. And so we have to get on the same page. Yada, yada. Like if mm -hmm. it, if it was casual, if it was truly casual, um, then you wouldn't care as much. It, it just, you have to, you have to make space for your feelings and be unapologetically honest about them and be unapologetically radically honest about what you need in order to actually fully trust her to be fully at ease in your relationship. That's what, that's what I want to point out is that like a lot of relationships that I was in, in when I was younger and a lot of relationships I read about in these podcast submissions are just so not at ease, <laughs> you know, like so mm -hmm. fraught with, with conflict. And here's the fucking fucked up trick of it all <laughs> is that you're never going to get rid of conflict. You're no. never going to get rid of, um, incompatibilities in relationships or learning moments or moments of discomfort or, or uncomfortability in relationships where like shit gets sticky or crunchy as Sam says. Right. But in a safe relationship, 
in a stable relationship, in one in which you have mutual and proven respect for each other, that conflict feels a lot less fraught and it feels less like conflict and more like growing. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that is such a true thing that you just said. Cause it, I look back at relationships that I was in that were sort of constantly filled with conflict and, and right. Like there are periods of my current relationship where we have more conflict than other right. periods. Right. But it doesn't, the conflict that we're having feels constructive towards something, right? It feels like there's a goal in mind that we're working towards as opposed to previous relationships where it would be like, we're in conflict to be in conflict with each other, right? We're in conflict because it feels good to be mad at each other because of all of the hurtful things that we've done to each other. And that's what it, that's what I'm reading into your relationship, clumsy Cupid. And that may not be true, right? Cause I'm not in it. I'm not in your body. I don't know exactly how it feels, but I want to say that that sort of like vin, not vindictive, that sort of like righteous anger piece can be so addictive, right? The idea of like, we're going to keep going through this cycle where she's going to fuck up and I'm going to be right. And then I get to be mad at her, right? Like, right. Ooh, I'm like, I'm even remembering like how good it felt to be the, like so self-righteously right about like the thing that I, I knew was going to happen. Right? Or looking, looking for holes in their stories, how satiating that felt, how vindictive and like how, what a power trip it was. When in reality, I, this is what I'm going to say to the letter writer. You don't want to be in a relationship in which you have to fact check all their stories. You want to mm-hmm. be in a relationship in which you feel so so safe and secure that you don't even second guess what they say to you because that's what trust is. Trust isn't saying, Oh, that story adds up. I think they're telling me the truth, right? Trust is (laughs) trust is like inherent. I don't even need to, I don't need to think about whether the story adds up or not. Yeah. 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 Okay. I feel like we've been railing on this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we have. Sorry. Sorry. Clumsy. Um, Sorry. Not sorry because we love you. And absolutely. this is, this is the no BS that you, that you wanted, right? For sure. Absolutely. This is why, this is hopefully why you wrote into this podcast. Yeah. Um, all this to say that like, again, this is so easy for me and Sierra to say outside of this relationship. And both of us have been in relationships with this and type of dynamic I've been on both and sides have of those stayed beds. in them for too long. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like put too much effort into trying to like maintain something that was like at its core. So unstable. And so I know that this is hard. It's so much easier for us to say like, just break up than it is to actually (laughs) do that process. Right. So I'm sorry that you're going through this. I'm sorry about how painful this is. It's not fun. Uh, and those like courses of up and down emotions can be so exhilarating and also so challenging. Um, but you deserve better than to have to constantly be on the lookout for some sort of deceit that you are eventually going to find, right? You are, you are worthy of trust. You are worthy of somebody who wants to be with you fully. You are worthy of being with somebody who's going to tell you the truth, even if that truth is uncomfortable, even if that truth isn't exactly what you want to hear. And it yeah. doesn't feel like Carrie is that person for you. Yeah. I have more thoughts, but I'm going to save them for the affirmation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we love you so much. We Absolutely. know that's hard to hear. Yeah. <clears throat> We love you so much and thank you so much for trusting us with this question Yeah, um, and being willing to listen to our, our very honest feedback on what we think is going on here. Yeah. Um, 
We love you. Okay, so this brings us to the blind date section of our show, segment of our show that we do every Friday. Uh, we like to shout out something that we love that we want to set you up with. And this week we are sending me, and this week we are sending you home with a book uh, called Discalculia uh, by you son of a bitch, Camone <laughs> Felix. Yep, <laughs> stealing this one. Um, Sierra and I interviewed Camone um, for our Head and Heartwork conversations um, a, a little bit ago. Came out um, in the and, end of January. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes, and um, we're a little bit late on this, but her book is actually out now. You can purchase it. Um, Camone is an amazing poet and writer. Um, the interview that we had with her was wonderful and fantastic. She's just like a very fun and kind person. Um, and this book is so fucking good that like <laughs> I, I just like I know. want. I don't want people to miss it. I think is why yeah. I'm like calling it out on this main episode, right? Because I know that not everyone listens to our interviews, so check this book out. It is beautiful. It is about a relationship, a breakup, uh, about healing from that breakup, about healing from mental illness, about the reality of what healing means, which is like, not necessarily like I'm healed, but just like an everyday decision to, to do things for yourself. Um, beautifully written. There are parts in it that like literally gave me chills where I was just like, Oh my fucking God, what is this? Um, I think honestly, one of the best books I read last year, um, gave it a five star on Goodreads, which is not very common for me. So like, love this book, love it so much and want y'all to check it out. It's called Discalculia. It is by Camone Felix. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more content from us, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode, as well as all of our episodes without ads. That is patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to follow, like, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis, aka Big Cats on Spotify. Check out his music. And remember, it hurts to say this, but sometimes... Some relationships just don't work, despite how hard we fight for them, despite how much we want them to be different, despite how deeply we cling to them. Some people just aren't for us, and that is not a reflection of how hard we fought for them. And if all else fails, Just break up.